And welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void. Horror podcast. That's right. It's episode 208, and we are back after the Halloween weekend. So it's November. Ooh, turkey. <laughs> gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> so I hope you guys had a really great Halloween weekend. I know some of you guys went out, some of you guys stayed in, everybody doing whatever the hell they can to get by here right now. So I hope you had an enjoyable time, whatever it is that you did. So one of my friends actually had a generator going so that he could watch because the power's out in the neighborhood or something. Uh-huh. And they have a generator going and they got the VHS and the tape like the the TV going. Oh, from the generator. So, yeah, so that they can watch movies tonight. Oh, where do they watch? And watching? I was like that's actually kind of cool. That, it, that's kind of cool. It's kind of spooky, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're in a cabin or something, you know? Why didn't they just watch it on their phone? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not any Sorry. fun. You can't watch VHS on your phone anyway. <laughs> I'm Have sure you tried to fit the tape in there? I've, there's an app, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> so this week, guys, we're going to be watching some new movies, which I'm kind of excited about. I was uh, not too excited when we picked these movies, but one of them blew my fucking mind. Uh, sort of. I mean, I had to say pretty good. It did it a good job. Good, yeah. yeah. So you'll have to figure that out. But we're going to talk about the movie Spell from 2020 and The Wolf of Snow Hollow. On 2020. Yeah. It was the yeah. two 2020 movies. Yeah. So, very excited to talk about one of these in particular. The other one's not too bad, but we'll, we'll get into it. So, last week we did, we had, uh, Jesus Soto, who did not get back to us on the Voidtober thing. Giveaway. Giveaway, which was a box full of fucking horror, like horror movies and DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that that we're going to send out. Did not get back to us. So we picked another winner. John Hill, you are the winner. We already sent you an email out. If we haven't heard back to you by Wednesday, then we're going to pick another winner. Guys, got to check your emails, man. I don't know what it is. It's a lot of movies. Like I, I think, I think John Hill's gonna be our. He's gonna actually get back to us because he has a, a higher open percentage of 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 oh, the emails. Emails, mm-hmm. yeah. So congratulations, congratulations, buddy. I hope you enjoy that. Um, get back to us as soon as possible, and we'll send you out the box. But again, if we don't hear back from you, we'll announce the new winner next week. You're making us look bad here, guys. Come on. And there's people like I've I've been in the pile forever. <laughs> I haven't even gotten a win yet. <laughs> So, but anyway, thank you so much for listening, John. Thank you guys for participating. If you would like to sign up for our contests, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our VIP club section. It's also on the front page. Just enter your personal information. Please do not put more than one email in there. That's not going to help you win. I'll, I'm smart. 
I can read. I know these things and I will call it out and only delete one of them. <laughs> the one that's being used the most is the one I will keep. Uh, but please don't double do your emails because it's not going to help you. And as you can see, someone probably made an extra email and then didn't, didn't even check, check it. it because they just left it sitting. So, but anyway, thank you, John Hill. Thank you guys for participating. Technically, when we're recording this, by the way, guys, it's weird saying all this because we're actually recording on Halloween night <laughs> right before i stream and everything like that so which by the way we had a really good fun a fun stream on wednesday of last week and i think tonight for halloween i'm gonna fucking play maximum overdrive so i'm excited about that tonight but the wednesday before which we're gonna be doing watch party wednesdays where you come to the stream you link your amazon account to the twitch twitch and then it, you can watch the movie with us in synchronicity. So everybody's synced up to the exact part. We had a really good time. We had a really good laugh watching right. City of the Living Dead. Some people's first time. So I was really happy about that. And no one that people have never seen Fulty movies before, never seen City of the Living Dead before. So mm-hmm. I was like, yes. And you're going to do that every Wednesday? I think so. Yeah. I think we're okay. going to find a new movie. And next week, this week, so this Wednesday, guys, we're going to be watching Demon Wind, which is a so bad it's good movie that it will make you crack up the amount of weird shit that's in this movie you're just gonna be like what the fuck am i watching i've never seen that it's good so i'm excited about that um but this this month i don't know we haven't really planned anything out other than we wanted to watch some newer movies and i do want to watch like the empty man and come play Uh uh-huh which is that movie about kind of like a slender man-esque movie Uh and then there's the the come play which is about that kid who is an app who's autistic and this creature wants to like play with him or something oh that's weird creepy stuff you watch the trailers why are you saying that like you don't know because i don't remember remember he was using the tablet and then saw a face behind him oh that's right (laughs) that was creepy i want to see that yeah i'm like what are you talking about don't watch that one without me well i'm thinking about us doing both of those movies but oh next week they're in the theaters which is just beyond me right now i'm not going to the fucking theater i don't care like you guys you can go to your covid parties if you want but i'm not gonna risk it (laughs) all right you guys can have your fun with that shit i i want to support theaters i wish i could if they would just make it digital and then have a digital platform that they could actually sell the movies through their service right i would buy it through them right but they don't right so i'm not gonna help them (laughs) (laughs) so i feel bad for them i love theaters i want to be able to see movies on the big screen yeah we missed I do miss it. Yeah, I do. Totally. It's just not, I don't know. Right. Everybody's letting their guard down. It's like boredom all of a sudden, like I I mentioned all the time, has suddenly become the cure to COVID. You know, uh, anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a rant here, but (laughs) (laughs) fuck you guys. I'm kidding. Do what you like. I'm the crazy guy. Go ahead. Call me crazy. Where's the (laughs) tinfoil? Anyway. So how was your week? How are things going with you? I'm fine. Yeah, you excited about the voting? Yay! The voting? Yeah. Oh, we already voted. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, are you excited about November 3rd? (laughs) No, because it's going to take a while before we get, like, results. I know. Not all votes matter. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, what a crazy couple of weeks that we've been going through here. I've been pounding movies, but I don't know. It's just been kind of nice. 
I don't know. I like Halloween. I'm going to miss it a little bit. Right. In the same sense, it's like, I don't know. We just, this is like another fucking day for us. Yeah, we didn't really We get live into in Halloween. It. We didn't get into it this year, though, because yes, right. we live Halloween every day, but still- We we, we decorate we, like it all the time. No, because I ha- we have separate, I have separate decorations for the holidays and gotcha. stuff. Gotcha. Okay. You know, I don't- uh. It's like getting into the Christmas spirit yeah. when you don't decorate. Right. It's like, does it even really exist? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I didn't really, you know, decorate or yeah. I didn't carve pumpkins this year with my family. Uh. I didn't bake cookies, decorate cookies. You know, we didn't do any of that. So are you going to watch the movie with us tonight? I don't know. You're like, you shouldn't stream. You should spend time with me tonight. <laughs> I, I have a, I, I have a hard okay. time breaking, um, your habit or your, it's not a habit. Your, uh, routine. Routine. Yeah. It's yeah. Your routine. I, I have, understand. I got a routine too. I think that's, it's like one of the things that's like for successful people, like they, regardless, I'm not saying I'm successful. I'm just saying that if you want to be successful, you got to be, Consistent. Diligent. Consistent. Yeah. I, I believe in consistency. And it's not even for success. It's for your fucking sanity. Well, yeah. And it's hard for me to take breaks. So, yeah. so Which I always need them more than, than I really give myself. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have no idea. I'm like carving fucking hearts into my arm right now. <laughs> I love horror. Anyway. But yeah, I guess I hope you're being safe out there this year. Uh, I know things suck, but hey, we're going to try to cheer you up. With our stupid humor and dick jokes and, uh, <laughs> speaking of which. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, so we've done this this kind of drink before, but you know it's really just for fun. You know, we we you know we try to make the drinks as good as they can be and try to be original. But you know, it's like when you've done like over two hundred and some episodes and two hundred and some recipes, you start to get you know crossover ingredients a little bit. So this one's just for a little bit of fun. Christina, coincidentally, as ever, as always, here on the podcast, decided to pick up some moonshine. You know those like. The old smoky moonshines yeah, that you can get in the in the mason jars and they sell them in the individual shots and yeah. i was like oh that's cool they got the little individual shots i think this one's a little more than an ounce though isn't yeah, it yeah it is it totally is it's 50 ml okay so and looking it up on the calculator now uh 50 ml is uh, equivalent to 1.69, so one seventh. So about an ounce and a half. About almost two, yeah. technically, because a it's at point seven technically right. if you round up. Uh, but yeah, so it's almost two ounces. It's like so we're gonna be taking some big shouts. Oh, I'm not taking this whole thing. Are you kidding you me? damn right. I'm a sippy. So we're gonna base this shot off the movie spell, and we're calling this root water. Yeah. So it's not, it's not as clever as we'd like to. We we had another one. We were going to have one of the characters called something soup. And I didn't. I thought it was too spoilerific. Yeah, it was too much. Too spoilerific for too early. But just if you've seen the movie, then you'll you'll probably cheer about that one. So <laughs> so what is in a root water? Well, it's pretty simple. You just take some of that apple pie moonshine from Old Smokey and uh, take a little couple of dabs of Tapatio and drop it right on in there. <laughs> Into your shot. I'm not doing that. I love this. This is one of my favorites. Sweet and spicy is really good. I'll just do This that. is very similar to the shot we did last week, only it's not vodka. This is moonshine. So Christina's not going to do it, but I'm going to cheers to it. Are you gonna cheers. Slam, are you going to slam this with me? I'm not. Let's do it. It's, no, it's I'm not sweet. It's it. good. 
Now, before we do this shot, we also have to say something. You got to say, say after me. Ready? I put you up. I put you up. I put you down. I put you down. I put you sideways. I put you sideways. And I spin you round. I spin you round. Cheers. Cheers. It's just apple pie moonshine. Cheers. Cheers. That's good. The drink? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah. I really is like it, it. Is it good with the tapatio? Yeah, I, it, it just had a little kickback. What I was doing before, and you may want to do if you guys are like tolerant of hot, spicy stuff, is put some on your tongue. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was doing this live on stream a lot of times. Just put a couple of dabs of tapatio or whatever your favorite hot sauce is. Not something that's not too hot. You just want it to be mild. You just dab it in your mouth, take a sip of that moonshine. Ah. That's how I like to do it. Mm-hmm. It's stupid, and I know it's weird, but it tastes really good. Right. The The spice really complements the apple smoky. Like, it's really apple pie mixed with, like, hot sauce. I know it sounds weird, but it's really good, and I love it. It makes sense. John Hale. The guy that, uh, of course, I'm. You guys have probably know who he is. If you come by the streams, John Hizzle. He's the director of the Conduit, which you should watch on Prime right now. It's a short film. Uh, he and I are big buddies about this fucking drink, and we like it with our hot sauce. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was John. I'm pretty sure because we were talking about it the other day on stream. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, guys, if you would like to try an old root water, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Now, that's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're gonna go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes. And potatoes. Of Spell from 2020. And The Wolf of Snow Hollow from 2022. As well. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and do that right now. Alright guys, so I'm going to do the work on this one. Spell, as we already mentioned, came out in 2020. The story is about a man that crash lands in rural Appalachia and awakens in the attic in a traditional hoodoo practitioner. He desperately tries to break free from her dark magic and saves his family from a sinister ritual before the rise of the blood moon. So, the- What's, What's with the blood moon? Uh, well, there's, there's a reason why we might not know a lot about what's going on in this film. And that's, I'll get into in the trivia a little bit. Okay. The first cut of this film was three hours and 50 minutes. That's why. Holy crap. Yeah. So there's a lot we missed. There's a lot in the trailer that we never got to see. Really? Yeah. And I, and I remember that too, because I was like, oh yeah, we're, when are they going to show this? So there was a lot. Uh huh. So I hope that they have a couple of different cuts. Mm Mm-hmm. When this movie comes out, because I would like to to check it out. Right. But it got shortened down to an hour and a half. But anyway, tagline of this movie is evil has its roots. Roots. (laughs) Bloody roots. (laughs) Anyway. Well, it's Sepultura. Oh, okay. Before he changed the music around to Soulfly. There was roots, bloody roots. Oh, that's what that (laughs) is. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I just always remember that song. Anyway, this movie was directed by Mark Tondarai. He's done a lot of TV shows as a director, but he first started directing a feature film by the title Hush in the UK. Not the Hush movie that we saw with the deaf girl uh-huh. who gets a home invasion, I don't think, but a different movie in the UK. Oh, okay. Then he did the movie House at the End of the Street in 2012. This was also like building his profile, building his directorial features. Uh-huh. And he hasn't directed a film, a feature film, that is, until now. Oh, wow. <clears throat> That's a long time. It really is. Um, but he does have a lot of TV shows that he's directed, such as Lock and Key, Night Flyers, Gotham, Daybreak, Castle Rock. Those are all some pretty large fucking profile fucking movie or TV shows too. Right, those are big production TV shows. Hundred percent. He's yeah. well known in the industry. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. This movie was also written by Kurt Wimmer, who is also a director, and he's actually directed like Equilibrium, Ultraviolet. Wait, wait, wait. The Equilibrium with yes, was that Keanu Reeves or Christian N- Bale? Christian Bale. Oh, sorry, I got confused. Who is he? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he did Equilibrium, Ultraviolet, and the upcoming movie called Children of the Corn. It's like a remake, I guess, for 2020, which is going to be about the events that lead up to and including the massacre of the adults of the town. So I'm really curious about it. He also wrote that movie, too. Oh. So I kind of interested, and I think we need to start going down that fucking Children Wait, of the Corn is hole. Children of the Corn a Thanksgiving it's a, it's this season right now. Harvest season. Oh, it's harvest season. We should have already started it, technically. Yeah, we should have. Oh, well, we will. We'll anyway, start. but he's written movies like Sphere, Equilibrium, Ultraviolet, Law Abiding Citizens, Salt, and more. So he's got a pretty big profile movies, you know? Not everybody's favorite. Salt isn't like a big popular movie or anything, but, you know, he's got some winners and some meh, okay ones. Mm-hmm. The movie stars Amari Hardwick. He plays Mark Woods, the the main father in this movie. Mm-hmm. He was in movies like The Gridiron Gang, Kick-Ass, The A-Team Movie, which I recognize him in that one more than anything. Mm-hmm. Sorry to Bother You, which we watched. That was a crazy telemarketing one. Oh, yeah. That, that turned that into funny. some crazy shit. Yeah, that did. Uh, Power TV show and many more. It also has Loretta Devine, who is Eloise in this movie, who practices hoodoo. And she's been acting for years. She's good at it, too. Mm-hmm. She's been in movies like Crash, not the, the David Cronenberg film, um, the, the, oh, the yeah, crime the, one, <laughs> the yeah, crime thriller, oh. which is heartbreaking. It's a, yeah, that's a rough movie to watch. Yeah, that shows you the like, like the blur. It blurs the line of good and bad very well. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Waiting to Exhale, Class Act, Urban Legend, The Breaks, I Am Sam, Boston Public. She did like 81 episodes of. She was at she was in a movie called Death at a Funeral, Medea's Big Fa- Happy Family, Grey's Anatomy and plenty more. Mm-hmm. She's been at it for a while. This also stars Loretta Burroughs, who is Vera Woods, his wife. She was in The Glass Man, Lip Service TV show, Fast Girls, The Five, Max, which she did six ex- episodes of, too. I haven't heard of that, but it might be a UK production, because mm-hmm. that's where she's from, I believe. It also stars Hannah Ganera, who plays Samsara Woods. She was in a movie called A Horse Called Wish, Camp Getaway, and that's it. He, she plays the daughter. Mm-hmm. She's young. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of... 
lot of time ahead of her. Mm-hmm. She didn't do too bad. I mean, but they oh, weren't no. really a spotlight character. So Khalifa Burton was also in this movie. He played Tyden Woods, the son. And uh, this is the movie. He did this movie and something called Birthday, which I don't even know if it's a shorter a film coming up. Mm-hmm. Plus, we also have John Beasley, who plays Earl, the old man who played uh, Eloise's husband. Mm-hmm. Very he, recognizable. Very. Yeah, he was yeah. Mr. Hall in the Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. Little Big League. He was in that movie. The Apostle. Crazy in Alabama. The Gift. Um, Walking Tall. The 2004 rock movie that was a remake of the original Walking Tall movie. Oh. The guy with the two by four or whatever. Uh-huh. He was also in the Purge Anarchy. He played Papa Rico, who donated himself. <gasps> that's that's where I recognize yeah, him from. <laughs> that's the one that I always think of. He was also in Sinister 2, and he also plays the bartender in Mandalorian for an episode and a new movie oh. called Stoker Hills. So, mm-hmm. And last but not least, we got Tamisho Masha, who plays the sheriff in this movie. He was in Blood Drive, that TV show that aired on sci-fi for a little while. Mm-hmm. Sugar, Catch a Fire, Red Water, and, and a few more. Quite a few more, actually. I couldn't find a, a budget on this movie. Christina, I would love to hear what you think about this movie. Wow. Yes. <laughs> this Can't tell if that's sarcasm or not. Oh, it's it's not sarcasm. I wasn't expecting much from this film. It was like a, okay, let's just watch this type right. of deal. Let's hope it's better than a five. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was really good. And most of the movie, he's in a room, but it wasn't slow. It was well paced. It kept me engaged. Mm-hmm. The acting was incredible. Loretta Devine, who plays Eloise. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I she think steals she, the show. She needs an Oscar nomination or something for this because, <laughs> like, she was really good. Like, she was really believable. Well, she she plays that blurring the line of good and bad very well. Oh, very well. It was really good. And I even liked, even though the story and the pop, plot line, it, you know, was a little bit predictable, but then they throw in, like, that weird shit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck. And then you're just like on the edge of your seat almost. So I really liked it. It's probably the best movie I've seen this year. Really? Yeah. That I, good? Yeah. I gave it eight, eight out of 10. The best movie you've seen this year. I said probably the so best movie. you wouldn't even give it a nine. Well, no, just because of some of the predictability aspect of it. Okay. That well, we call fair. that. But yeah. Okay. Maybe it's a nine. Okay, I was gonna say. I don't know. I'm just curious because, like, you speak of this movie better than movies that you normally give an eight. What do I give an eight? You don't get that excited for eights. No. But you. Well, I, yeah, I do. Uh, Anything over a five, I'd watch again. This movie, I really want to buy it. We yeah. need to buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray or so whatever. So what's up to you? It's your score. I'm just saying you're more excited <sighs> than you normally are for movies that you give eights. I fucking hate scoring. Okay, it's Nate. But Alex, I know you're going to explain it in more in detail. Maybe. My emotions <laughs> Maybe. are kind of taken over after watching this movie, I'll be honest with you, because like, <laughs> holy shit, guys, I love this movie. Right. I, I was seriously expecting this to be a shit movie. Right. But what I got was a super tense, gruesome Texas Chainsaw Massacre family in Appalachia with fucking voodoo, you know, with a touch of misery thrown in. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking dope. It really was. <laughs> it was really good. I really cannot believe the scores on this movie right now either. Like, they're giving it a 5 out of 10 or lower. A lot of people. And, and even the ones that are giving it high scores are like, I was not expecting it to be that good, but I gave it a 6. Like, they talk about it so positively in their review. And then they're like, yeah, but it's a 6. And I'm like, huh? 
It's like, I get it, you know, like, but I just, I, I don't know. It reminds me of, of stuff that I've seen a little bit here and there. Obviously, it has a little bit of predictability to it. Yeah, it has some tropes. But, it, you know, like the, those weird people that tell you not to go to the the place over there and then you go anyway but they're like the warning weird sign people at the gas station station. (laughs) they have them in this and i love that i actually kind of love it i love that i I miss that i miss it and it was the way they did it yeah they did it really well and the characters that the the, the, these weird people do a really good job Mm -hmm. then it, it ends up in a way like misery only with some backwoods voodoo type shit that goes fucking awry the acting in it is really good and everyone does a really great job eloise the woman who plays eloise uh divine loretta divine probably steals the show here totally but her and hardwick do a good job of bouncing off each other Mm -hmm. and by the end holy shit was Mm -hmm. that fucking awesome (laughs) (laughs) oh man i fucking loved that dude i fucking i was so into this movie there was moments where i was like oh no 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 they're not fucking doing that they're doing it again they're doing it again <laughs> like i was so into it we were re- we really we, were, we really were we were really into this movie like when it was going on i didn't i don't know there was so much gruesome shit that happened in this movie that you're going to see that is just it's one of the most memorable scenes that you'll see in a movie kind of moments. Mm-hmm. I think there was a couple. There was at least, there was a couple. There was two or three that were but, just like, but one in particular that I can't talk about until the spoilers. Stay right, tuned. and I can't wait. Yeah, it's probably going to be a sleeper hit, so it's one of those ones that you know won't get traction until years from now when people actually look back and go, "Oh wow, that really was a good oh, movie." Shit. Like John Wick or something. You know I don't know. I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, well, I just mean the the you know it was a sleeper hit. Well, the, you know, a lot of the way that people promote movies these days well especially in the pandemic as we're seeing a lot of it's you know it's just it's different right um based on what movies are coming out right now maybe in effect i think some people are scoring this low for some very obvious nefarious reasons right um stupid reasons stupid ones that i've actually seen riveting reviews of garbage you know like (laughs) there have been some fucking reviews that are let's just say curious as to why they didn't like the movie and it it is really weird it's weird and i really don't try to look up like reviews on movies but it really is surprising that the score on this movie is a five right and i can't quite understand there is a few moments of hollywood flair that are thrown in and there is a bit of predictable shit as we already mentioned thrown in but it's done really well like really well so well that i'm willing to overlook it that makes sense yeah you know even before i found any research on this i feel like they were going for some sort of like texas chainsaw family you know Uh kind of thing but like hey let's do it our way right and it really does kind of feel like that in a lot of ways you know it's not as like first of all the first texas chainsaw massacre wasn't all that bloody or gory Mm -hmm. you know it was more just shocking Mm-hmm. And this has some of those shocking kind of moments in it without actually going too, too far. Right. But don't get me wrong. There's some fucking phallic shit going going on in this movie as well. But I also cannot speak for the validity of the way they use magic or hoodoo or whatever. But it was pretty fucking entertaining to me. There are a few reviews that are calling this racist, which I find a little deaf as far as like what they're thinking or they're trying to make something out of it that it isn't. Right. 
Um, and there's some trivia on that, that, that'll, that'll wash away some of that anyway. So I, I don't really know where people are thinking. It's a really enjoyable film. And I think if you give it a chance, you will find some value in it. And I couldn't see anybody giving this lower than a six or a seven at the mo at the, at the least, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Like, honestly, I would probably give this movie an 8.5. And mm-hmm. I was struggling with giving it a nine or not, but that predictability yeah, it's stuff. Yeah, predictability that right. was with me. Like there is some in there, but I'm not gonna fucking shit on a movie just because it does some of that stuff. First of all, a lot of the greats borrow from some of the greats, mm-hmm. so you're gonna see a lot of shots that were shot from other fucking horror movie greats and film auteurs and shit like that that to borrowed from them too. So I. Don't think it's that unoriginal, you know, and sometimes it's okay to traipse on the same area. I mean, if you can watch fucking there's so many like Marvel movies. Come on, dude. (laughs) What are they borrowing from each other? Yeah, it's all fucking totally incestual when it comes to that shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) This presents a lot of tension, a lot of a lot of like gruesome moments that make you turn away and some exhilaration by the end. Like, I was, like, cheering. Right. <laughs> By the end, I was having a good time, man. Like, uh, this is, like, fun. This was a fun movie to watch. Highly recommend it. Please check it out and let me know what you guys think. Other than that, we do have some trivia. I didn't go wild on this because we didn't want to do that with newer movies that much. But and I found... There's not as much, I'm sure, with newer movies. There's not, but I found some information that I thought was re- relevant to this to this movie and all. Because mm-hmm. the and if you don't want anything spoiled, please look at timestamps down below. You can skip to the next movie where we do a spoiler free review of that movie. We're going to be doing the the Wolf of Snow Hollow, and you can check out what we think of that movie and uh, jump around on the timestamps down there below. But if you don't want anything ruined, here is your warning. So the director did talk about how he felt that you know him being a person of color has affected some of his work, you know, because he was on this like upward thing mm-hmm. hasn't directed a film and like you know yeah a long time a long time 12 years mm-hmm. you know like that's a long fucking time mm-hmm. the, the house at the end of the street wasn't all that great no it but wasn't. i don't think it was shot bad right i think it was the story that was bad it was a story that was bad i wasn't into it i oh, i wasn't either i remember when we were like yeah we're selling this one <laughs> Well, I think we even we bought it from the Dollar Tree. Yeah, we got it from the Dollar Tree. Nope, get rid of it. Doesn't guarantee that it's a bad movie. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. I know, but we probably wouldn't have even watched it if we didn't pick it up there. Honestly. Well, I had seen it before. I just forgotten about it. Oh, okay. It's kind of forgettable. (laughs) It made forty four million at the box office, but he was saying that you know I've been working in you know TV for so long. He was like, I'm starting to wonder if like I was ever going to get a fucking movie again. And he was like, I was waiting for the perfect script to come through as well. Mm -hmm. He said he wanted to have one that spoke to the black voice and Mm -hmm. that that kind of you know had that element to it that he could you know really. Right, do justice for right you know he also had a plan out for this movie as well and he wanted to make sure that it made it feel as big as it possibly could so mm-hmm. they could have shot here in the united states or they could have shot in canada from they would have had 25 days of filming mm-hmm. but he was like as big as i want to make this movie we're going to need a lot more than that Ah, uh, so we're going to need to make that dollar stretch or whatever, pounds or whatever he was using. Oh, so where did they go? Because he is um, originally born in London, but he was raised in Zimbabwe. But he, you know, he's British pretty much. You know what I mean? So he has like a British accent or whatever, but he works all over the all over the world, really. 
But they ended up shooting in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And he said it was a real challenge to try to make or find a spot that looked like Virginia <laughs> in South <laughs> Africa. Uh-huh. But they, they did, did a lot. They, they did, did a good job. The set design was dope. That was fucking good work. They did right. a really good job on make, with making it look that way. Uh, I did notice the dirt. I was like, that doesn't seem like Virginia. <laughs> it was very... Right, when like they were at the gas station? No. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like it felt like a little more different. See, but in my head, I was like, oh, it's just a dirt road, a really large dirt road. <laughs> right, yeah. But he said it was tough finding a place, but it was just so expensive to shoot, so they chose that place. He said it made it most... The most financially sound place to shoot to get the most bang for his buck. I think he, it worked. He really wanted to shoot in Virginia, but you know he's you know to, to really grow, like root himself in the mm-hmm. the, culture the culture of these like Appalachian you know mm-hmm. people and stuff. So, but they shot this in in 2019 and it went to post in December okay. of last year. Oh, right at the heat of the pandemic. Or, yeah, like right, yeah. So they had to like edit remotely, which presented a lot of challenge because mm. because they got shut down. Right. So they couldn't have any like theater tests or you know people to watch the movie and test out the film to see if it flowed properly or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this already, kind of, but the three hour and fifty minute cut that he the, the initial edited cut <laughs> is a lot of that footage is in the trailer. One of the things that I will point out that was in the trailer that was not in the movie was the symbol that they use. If you look on the cover of the movie, there's this like symbol. It was, I remember seeing it in the movie. It was on the coffins. It was on the book. Where my thumb yeah, is right and, here. And it, yeah, it was on the door too. Yeah, it was on the plane as well, but they didn't show it in this. Oh yeah, it was on the window. Yeah, they do in the trailer though. That's all I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of moments where they didn't show that. Oh, like it, like prominently right but see I, I swear i remember seeing him on the coffins in the door maybe sure but there were probably more of a history as oh. to what that symbol oh, they was kind of went into it like what yeah. the hell is this like and, i remember yeah. him looking at the plane on the outside right and, and then i it probably would have been after that guy talked to right the the, 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 the his son. son talked to that mm-hmm. guy that was like oh you should have 5g we haven't had three or 4g out here in a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um he probably did it right at their first stop at Weird Town. Mm-hmm. Just as a as a factual thing here, hoodoo, it, as we've been saying, which is also like voodoo in a way, also known as root work or conjuring, is a common cultural practice within the Black diaspora, especially in the Caribbean and rural southern parts of the United States. It not only involves traditional ideas of magic and voodoo, but it also has a holistic approach to medicine as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, zombies and like crazy shit like that all the time. Right. So, but this is like a, the darker side of that. Mm-hmm. And we see the good, like his father was a part of that in a way too. Mm-hmm. But he was just, I don't know, it was like a different thing. He I like I, dabbled in it or something. Yeah. Like let's get into some of the, the scenes and stuff because like immediately okay. right off in the beginning of the movie that you have Mark Woods, Mr. Woods, the, the uh, attorney guy. Mm-hmm. You hear something going on in the background on a black screen, just pure black, like you can't see anything. And you hear it sounds like he's hiding from his father. Mm-hmm. Who's like beating him or something. He's like pulling him out and whipping him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up in a panic and a sweat and he goes to the mirror and you see all the scars on him. And he's like, 
and then he puts on his wedding ring mm-hmm. and then he goes into normal mode where his wife's locked in the you know the room, oh, the room and stuff and the other cold looks smooth <laughs> but they like they let, they let out all these little pieces about his father as he goes and you find out that his father died and he lived in the middle of the woods and he's going to go out there and fly because he's just like really well, like the lawyer called and said, you have to take care of his estate or something. Right. He's like, you're the only one left on the estate. So then the whole family decided they would go. Right. It was like this family vacation. And he never even talked about it to his own kids. And the kids have never even met them. I don't even think it sounded like the wife didn't even meet the father. Ever. Well, I mean, as bad as he sounds like, as, as it sounded when he was getting his ass beat by his father, there's probably a good reason why he didn't. Well, yeah, toxic. You know, if you have a toxic parent, you don't want them in your life they do have that moment where they're sitting down for dinner that night and he's telling them he's like they were like well what was he like and he was like well he's kind of like you know old world like Mm -hmm. he believed in religious stuff that wasn't you know like your regular religious stuff you know Mm -hmm. like he's just just old Mm -hmm. outdated so they go and fly to go visit him they stop in west virginia or something like that. yeah they land at a gas station in the middle of nowhere right and that's when it gets really weird and i really like that because the kid comes up then they get pulled over by the police officer and then automatically you think that police officer is going to be a white police officer and when it goes into focus it's a it's a black police officer and it's like ah he was still a dick right and he (laughs) and they were making fun of him the kids in the back they're all like now y'all have good day now yeah (laughs) (laughs) making fun of his accent right well yeah so you can still see there was a disconnect between because they kept like saying they're hillbillies and stuff like that right like they're it was a classist kind of thing like they were saying mm-hmm. like you know they're rich and he's not they're not these mm-hmm. are like country bumpkins and stuff and one point he even calls him a, a country ass and i ain't gonna say the word and his mom right. corrects the son and says excuse me i don't want to hear you say that shit and he's like he thinks that she's talking about the n-word that he added to it she said <laughs> right. no the country ass part She's like, at one point in all, we were all country. So you better fucking, you know, watch your fucking mouth when you come talking shit like that. That you know? was a good little flip of the script, you know? Right. Yeah. And I was like, that was a little confusing at the time. But, you know, he's like never been outside of the city, mm-hmm. never lived, you know, it's a, it's a whole new world for him, you know? Right. He's not riding magic carpets like whole new world. <sighs> but... <laughs> Oh, my God. But they did get in a plane, so they are flying. Yeah. And I thought that plane crash was pretty good. Yeah, but that we didn't get to see. It was so funny, though, too, because they were all, like, calm. They're just, like, calm, you know, been doing this before. And then fucking, like, lightning hits the goddamn plane. Right. It, was, it looked pretty cool. I mean, it was pretty like you could tell that they'd done, they'd been fl- they'd been flying a long time, right? Because he was a pilot. He was very so. calm and and right. We recently just watched some fucking some like footage on YouTube. Yeah, some woman, somebody. some family that was like just documenting their day that they were gonna fly somewhere, mm-hmm. and they actually crashed. So they were filming the whole and it thing. was in a plane exact the single engine plane exactly like that. Right, and yeah, they were, and they they were filming the, the entire time. Yeah, that was kind of freaky. They're all fine, but one of them was, like, in intensive care for, like... They crashed on, like, a lake or something, and immediately I thought of that. Yeah, I did, too. So, but they don't show you really what happens with the crash. He just wakes up, and he's asking about his family to this old woman and this old man, and he's, like, freaking out, of course, like anybody else would be, you know? Their fucking family's missing. Where's my family? Are they dead? Like, I need to find them. Right, and there was something wrong with his foot. He could feel pain in his foot. Yeah, he felt pain, and then she's, like 
threatened by him because he's cussing and shit. And she's like, oh, Lord, no, don't you bring that in this house. <laughs> and then she has Earl come up and Earl's like, yeah, he's a little bit big for me. I'm going to have to get Lewis. And he taps on the floor and this big motherfucker comes up that to me reminds me of like. The dynamic of like Leatherface. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, totally. Because he's the tall, beastie, stoic. Right. Not real, doesn't speak kind of guy. Right. I'm the, not saying he's, he's like a monster he's like the him. the muscle. But yeah, he's like the fucking Leatherface of the family. Right. Because this family is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And they, I mean, and it just kind of reminded me of that air about like, you know, maybe like part two of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. Mm hmm. Then they drug him. She blows that shit in his face, I guess. The dust. And then she's like, look, I'm going to make a boogity doll. Here's your boogity doll. <laughs> this is weird. It looks like that um, terror doll. What's that doll called? Oh, you're talking about the Zuni fetish doll from fucking Trilogy of Terror? Tril- yeah, it, it kind of looked like that doll. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, it looks, it's clay. With the eyes. With the she, eyes. She the- takes his blood. Mixes it in with dirt. And he, she, he bakes it, takes she, some of his clothing. She even said she put some semen on it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, where did she get the semen? His penis. Yeah, how? What do you mean, how? She had to milk it. Yeah. Mm. How else are you going to get it? How else did he not wake up? It's the dust. Oh, that's enough. Anyway, <laughs> he, he throws. There's a part where she shows him the doll and she puts it in the window. And then I think he tries to escape outside. That was all tense. And they Mm -hmm. see that scene where the guy's getting the cat gets fucking murdered and they tear out its eyes. And then they put the eyes on the fucking. They're having like a church service or like a ceremony or something in the barn. Yeah. One of those ones where they're exercising the demons and Mm -hmm. like. And like now you can see and now you can talk by putting in the mouth in the or doll. Or cutting off somebody's tongue and putting the cat tongue in the. Yeah, they cut off the cat tongue and put it in the, her mouth and mm-hmm. her boogie okay. doll. All of a sudden she can talk. Put the cat guy cat eyes in the guy's eyes, which was kind of cool, but it's not the best part in this movie. Mm-mm. She comes up later as they they try to trick him. She she he sees all this happen and he's like got a fucked up foot. He's jumping from rooftop to rooftop to see this whole fucking church ceremony mm-hmm. and then like makes it back. He's soaking wet. And she's like, did you come out there? He's like, no, nah, I just opened the window. It's all good. She's like, you're soaking wet. So it's just like cat and mouse yeah. kind of toying with each other that I really like. It was good. But she gives him soup the next day and he's like chowing it down. He's biting off the food off the bone. Yeah, it looks like he's gnawing on chicken bones. Yeah. But it was a chicken bone. Yeah, one of the fingers is like, he like takes all the bones. She's like, you want another helping, huh? Okay, I like it when you eat. Well, what she said though was she gave <sighs> the bag of bones and she said, well, toss them and it no, will no, tell no, no. your future. It was in the food as well. And she was using the bones from that boil. Right. In order to make those bones. So I was just asking. I've never heard that before with the bones. You put them in a bag and you throw them in. Yeah, it's bones throwing, whatever. But but I want to get to the point before that is, is that he was chewing on his son's hand. Right, because he put the bones together. And notices that it's like one of the fingers is crooked. crooked like his son's. Yeah, and it was like in the movie earlier when they stop in that one town, he tells the guy that he has a crooked finger that he broke. Right. Or that it you know, grew back together all fucked up. And he's like, but I can throw faster now. Mm-hmm. And um, he sees that crooked thing, and I'm like, "Oh God, is he eating his son?" Like, yeah, you sh- he sure as hell is. Jesus, I was like, "What the fuck?" 
then he finds this is the part that everybody's going to be talking about when they watch this movie that I love is that he finds out that his foot isn't really fucked up because of something that happened to him and it's not healing ever after six, seven days. Right. And he finds a fucking nine inch nail fucking shoved into the bottom of his heel. Mm. Into and his fucking leg. It's fucked up. And then he pulls it out. Oh, and it's like, and all this fucking... Ve- all this ooze. It wasn't just blood. It was White like, blood, yeah. like creamy fucking milk, like comes out. It's like, it's it's clearly infected. Mm-hmm. He pulls it out. It was fucking nasty. I had to turn away. And then he has to put it back in because he doesn't want them... To know. To know that he took it out. Oh, yeah, it was gross. Did you turn away? Because I I I didn't look. When we first saw the nail, I was like, oh, shit, he didn't fuck up his his foot from the plane crash. crash. They They, they crippled him. Yeah, so that was, like, shocking. They winged him, so to speak, you know, so Mm -hmm. that he wouldn't go running. Right. And the fucked up thing is, is that he hears them coming up the stairs, so he has to take the nail and put it back in, and he can't get it in all the way. So then he takes his foot with the halfway in nail and shoves it back in with the end of the fucking bed. Oh. <laughs> and then when they leave, he pulls it he pulls back it out. out again. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened in between all that. But the fact that, that he put, pulled it out. Put it back in, pulled it back out right. again, and it's like, it's like oh, over and over. I wasn't expecting it. That, that was some many pretty times. gruesome shit. Mm-hmm. He even makes it way his way down to the basement, which is why I noticed that he was going to change the powders in the movie. Uh huh. Because I was like, okay, he's like wrapping a brush with doll hair with their hair and like making his own voodoo dolls, and he's also switching the powder. It looks like, mm-hmm. which was pretty clear. Right. But they kind of gloss over it so that you forget about it. I totally forgot about it. Did you, you really? A, you had to remind me, remember? When he's in the basement, though, he sees, like, dudes, like, in coffins that are rotting and, like, mm-hmm. missing their dick and shit. Yeah, one of them was a, a sheriff. Like a deputy or something. Yeah. He and he had his pants off and his dick was cut and there and was then, just a hole. And then they pan over and the dick's attached to a doll. One of the dolls, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny. Like, ugh. <laughs> The whole cell phone thing scene and calling the police to find out that he's in this cult, you know, too, was the sheriff, you know, coming to to help him. And then mm-hmm. he's like, hey, do you know where he is? I called him. And then he calls the phone and then, like, the, the woman comes upstairs and throws him on the bed with the boogity doll mm-hmm. and then takes his tongue and wraps him up in t- twine. So he can't move and he gets out of it anyway and goes chasing the police mm-hmm. and he gets to the fucking car in front of the police so that when he's running away and you're like, oh, my God, finally, somehow he's going to get away. And even though I knew he was going to be part of the cult, because that's typical, typical shit, the, the sheriff, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a relief, you know? Yeah, that you knew. Yeah. Because they were, they did play on it. Wasn't that it, that it was a relief that I knew that he was in on the cult? It was a relief that he was getting away for a moment because you had been through so much tension that had been going on because of this whole fucking charade that was happening where he's hiding around corners, going through stuff, finding the phone and like everything's tense through this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So when he finally gets in the car and then he puts the tongue back in the fucking (laughs) book in his mouth, he's like, oh, my God, they're fucking cold, blah, blah, blah. And then you see him and he's driving right back to the cult. 
He's like, you motherfucker. Yeah. He was like, they're an Appalachian something cult or whatever. And that's when he's like, mm-hmm. wow, I don't know. You know, I don't keep up the times with the modern days and all, but that sounds pretty fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the movie ad- ad- addressing that issue because there right. are, you know, it is kind of stereotypical type shit to right. some people. Exactly. That's when they get him on the fucking bench to kill him at some point in time after they pull him back. Yeah, she blows the dust in his face, right? Right. But we know it wasn't. We know he switched it. Mm-hmm. So and he's so just he's, la- yeah, he's laying there waiting. Just laying dead, playing dead. And he's had his, his family over top of him. Like, mm-hmm. they're all standing behind him. And you find out that they're going to replace Earl into him. Mm-hmm. And so Eloise is doing a spell to put her husband inside of Mark. Mm-hmm. And he stabs that motherfucker right in the chest. Yeah, with that <laughs> nail that was in his foot. Was it the nail? Yeah, it was. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Totally looked like the nail. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, he kills him right off the bat, dead. Mm-hmm. Right in the chest. And then everybody starts scattering everywhere, and uh, she falls down on the floor or something like that, and like he's like goes and grabs the doll or something from the porch or whatever. He grabs one of them, and drowns the Lewis boogity doll and mm-hmm. water starts pouring out of Lewis's mouth when he's attacking Mark mm-hmm. and, drowns, and drowns, which is cool. Yeah, that was really cool. And then the Eloise, the mom, the old lady, uh, the hoodoo lady, she comes in and she's like, she's like, you can't do anything to me. I hit my boogity good. So you can never find him. And he's like, <laughs> blows the fucking dust in her face. And she's like frozen. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out the fucking doll. Heard. And he's like, that's cool. I made my own. <laughs> <laughs> and then he fucking grabs a hammer on the ground, chucks the doll in the air, and smacks that bitch with the hammer so hard that she goes flying across the fucking room. And she hits like a pillar. Right. Yeah. And she's got one of them dangle arms when she stands up. Mm-hmm. And her arm's all fucked up. Yeah, because she tries going after her. <laughs> Him with his yeah. with her dangly arm and yeah. she she stops at the doorway because he salted everything that's right he salts the end of the barn so she can't escape and she's mm-hmm. like burns alive and mm-hmm. shit which i thought was kind of a nice touch mm-hmm. because it's just a nice feeling that after all that tension and everything of him trying to get away and and being foiled every single fucking time to like get that little bit of like <sighs> yeah and his family was okay because i thought they were dead because they had the three graves right they make you think it yeah they really do make and you it think really kind of adds to the impact that you don't know that, that he's alive because he eats his son's hand right because yeah you think he they just killed him and took his hand but no they did chop his hand off right but yeah, yeah. his arm i mean they do have the little kind of thing at the end um where they pan on, they go down to the basement. Where and her they, boogity doll yeah, is. Yeah, where her doll is and the doll's eyes like open and they start moving. And that she, was like well, she says that thing where, you know, I'll turn you up, I'll turn you down, I'll turn <laughs> you sideways and spin you round. <laughs> uh, and then it's like eyes open. It's like, Bring! and I'm like, oh, don't turn it into a devil doll movie. Like, that's, <laughs> right. that's too much. <laughs> Like, I, I would like to see that it was, like, a cursed doll or something, and it just kind of makes its way back to him. Right, or she finds another body or something. I honestly wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to this, but I don't know that it would have any effect on it. But maybe they could do it really cool in the city, where she comes to the city and is, like, haunting him, you know, in some oh, way. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, bring it to the city. Right, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but it might be really cheesy, because... And- Another element, like, that I wanted to bring up with his father, because I thought his father was going to be alive. 
Right. You know, I thought that's why. And they, I thought that they were going to be part of the whole cult. Like, I thought yeah. he was going to be. Or they would, or Eloise or something would say something about his dad. I mean, I think she said something one time briefly, but I thought. Well, she like, said, uh, you have that old magic in you still. Yeah. She called guess, it old slave magic is what she right, called it. Which I guess doesn't bring it back to his father, but. Right. But like you find out that even though he was tortured and beaten by his father, that because of it, it. It all came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Like his past came back to help save him and his family because of what he went through. But if he never went to begin with, none of this would have ever happened. <laughs> right. But right? if he, if his father was never mean to him and he did go back, he probably wouldn't have been, one, successful. Two, right. he wouldn't have been able to protect himself if he did crash the plane just by coincidence for whatever reason. You know right. what I mean? I'm just saying. Like, it's one well, of those so, movies. Yeah, it's kind of a weird. It is kind of a weird storytelling because it's like, are you saying that rich people are not so bad? Or are you saying, like, I Your just kind of. past t- always haunts you. Yeah, I think it's more, more, yeah, th- more, more like that, that. That, like, you know, it's all about moving through all these problems that you have, you know, and using them to, to better yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, one of the kids. One of his kids like ends up picking up the the spiritual aspect of the voodoo or hoodoo or whatever, and then you know what I mean in the sequel uh, and like using it for evil. That sounds That'd a little be kind too. of fucked up. That sounds a little corny. Oh, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, I fucking love this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Like talking back about it, it makes it seem so simple and so not interesting. But it's like there's so much that's done, so many techniques that are done in this movie that make it so much better than what we just said. Like it's visually, it's a tense as fuck movie. So right, I wouldn't be surprised if this would be on my list at the end of the year. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen um all of them yet, obviously, but trying to see as many as I possibly can before the end of the year. So you'll get there. It's, it seems pretty high up on my list, you know, right now. Um, this hasn't been, I mean, it's been a good year. I think it's been better than last year, but right. we do have another movie that we're going to talk about that we picked that is new as well. And that one is the Wolf of Snow Hollow from 2020. Right. Terror grips a small mountain town as bodies are discovered after each full boon, losing sleep, raising a teenage daughter and caring for his ailing father, Officer Marshall struggles to remain himself. There's no such thing as werewolves. Tagline is, Welcome to Snow Hollow. This movie was written, directed, and starring Jim Cummings, who also wrote, directed, and starred in Thunder Road from 2018, which is also about a police officer who has a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's there's some trivia on that, by the way. Ooh, I can't wait to hear. It, it, he wanted to make a Thunder Road movie with a werewolf. Oh, so this is what his original... This okay. is his version of Thunder Road. I see. Meets werewolf. Okay, I see. So it makes total sense now. But he was also a production assistant for special effects on the Captain America movie Winter Soldier. Also, a movie called The Beta Test, which he wrote, mm-hmm. directed, and starred in. And that's in post-production. And Which is also a cop movie thing, too, right? Yeah, I got I some so. trivia on why he likes that. Okay. And he plays John Marshall in this movie, who's the main character. Okay. Also starring Ricky Lindholm, who plays Officer Julia Robson. She was in The Last House on the Left from 2009. 
She played Donna in Knives Out. She was in The Changeling from 2008. I can't I get her mixed up with the whole uh, Knives Out part. I can't place her it, in my mind. I think she was the maid. Remember the maid? No, the maid was not her. That's not her. Oh, okay. She was also in Million Dollar Baby. Uh, Robert Forrester, who plays Sheriff Hadley. I'm sure you'd recognize him. He's been in a shit ton of movies. Yeah, this he, is his last movie, too. Are you kidding? Nope. Oh, shit, I didn't see that. But he was in Jackie Brown. He was in the 1998 version of Psycho, mm-hmm. uh, Mulholland Drive, Olympus Has Fallen. I think we like that movie. He was in Better Call Saul. He was the mm-hmm. vacuum salesman. He was also in the newer Twin Peaks show. He played uh, the sheriff, and he was also in El Camino, the yep. Breaking Bad movie. Remember, that's, he was the... That's what I just said. Oh, he's a, that, he's Better oh, Call said, Saul and El Camino are connected because it's all the same universe. But he's the, the vacuum yeah. salesman. Yeah, he's a vacuum salesman. He's the cleanup guy mm-hmm. that takes people out. But yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Twin Peaks and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chloe East, who plays Jenna, the daughter, um, she start she started out in a couple episodes of True Blood. Um, she's been in lots of TV, including Kevin, Probably Save the World, and a show called Ice that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find a budget on this movie, but it was released by United, United Artist Pictures, mm-hmm. which I didn't know was still around. That's actually pretty. Yeah, well, they did the whole intro. Like, well, they did the yeah. Orion thing, too, didn't they? Or, I think they did, yeah. I was like, God, that feels kind of old. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, they're still around. But yeah, they're still around. They're, yeah. still, they're still distributing shit. Um, and what did you think of this movie? Well, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about this movie recently. Like, mm-hmm. it's they've had a pretty decent online campaign to get people to watch this movie. And I've right. seen a lot of directors and people in the industry posting about it. And so I was kind of curious about it. You know, I was like, I was like, oh, could, this might be kind of cool. You know, it looks like a Fargo with a werewolf movie kind of mm-hmm. movie, you know. And it's it's sort of like an indie horror comedy thriller involving a killer on the loose that may be a werewolf. And the comedy in this one is kind of a mixed bag for people who like comedy because it's not that type of comedy where it's like obvious. Mm -hmm. It's very dry kind of situational humor that is also very uh, unique in itself. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like makes sense to me. It's someone's specific version of dry humor Mm -hmm. uh, almost in this movie, you know? And I don't know that that's going to play to everybody's humor bone. So uh, sometimes it's really excels at some of the comedy or the thrills. And sometimes it's just okay. It's just a weird mix because oftentimes the dialogue in the movie is a little too fast, I think, at times to really land Mm -hmm. a lot of that humor and to take it all in because the characters are a little too zany at times. Mm -hmm. But at first, I I really wasn't into this movie. I was like, oh, God, 20, 30 minutes in and I'm not even feeling it yet. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? And then it kind of got better. I kind of like enjoyed it. But it is confusing because of the genre mixing that it does in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't know what it like, like the movie doesn't even know what it wants to be. And that fi- I find a lot of people get upset about mm-hmm. in movies in general, regardless of. You yeah, know, people don't like that. They do. They get a little mad because sometimes they like to like have it all laid out for them. I've noticed. I'm not trying right. to say that you're stupid because of it. Oh no! no Even no, I, it- I felt the the pain of that this one in the in in the style and the genres that they were going through, mm-hmm. because I didn't know what the movie wanted it to be because it it wasn't outright funny. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or it wasn't outright thrilling, and it wasn't outright anything. Kind of blurs that line in between there. But the the 
one of the characters kind of grew on me that I wasn't really into uh, in the beginning. And that was the, the deputy, the guy, Jim Cummings, who directed and wrote this movie, who also stars in this movie. He actually kind of grew on me. He's kind of like the anti-heroes sort of down on his luck fucking police officer guy. That's not exactly great at his job, nor is he a great father or any kind of human being whatsoever. <laughs> and it's got like this sort of Fargo-esque kind of reality to it, but it's not as good as Fargo, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I think people who like Fargo might be interested in this with a little bit of a twinge of something else in it. When you say Fargo, you mean like the show and the movie. Yeah, because like it's that, kind of... It's uh, all the same. It's that kind of The show or the humor. movie, yeah. that's It's that dry humor. Mm-hmm. It's dark. Um, there is some gore and silliness to be had here, but sometimes the characters are so fucking bleak that it really makes you wonder where the comedy is at. You know, so that's where I, I think a lot of people are going to be confused about this movie. I know I keep saying that, but it's it's really an odd mix here. Halfway through... I was rooting for it, but it never really pushed itself into great. Mm-hmm. Just sort of a shadow of other better dark comedies. Right. And I hate to say that because I was rooting for it. Mm-hmm. The gore isn't all over the place either. So it's in there, though, at one moment in particular. And the werewolf does look pretty cool. And it isn't too bad while watching it attack. And they do a really good job of trying to make you, like, sort of throw you off the scent of who might be the werewolf. I wasn't expecting it. And the only reason we found out is because they had to lay it out to us. And I must have missed something. A clue? along. I don't think so. I feel like I missed a clue along the way in the movie that led us to find out who was the werewolf. Because you had to say something to me, and maybe it's because the dialogue is going too fast that I missed it or something. I don't think you missed anything. Okay, so you about them knowing about us knowing who the the werewolf was. They just didn't show it. They didn't show it. They only showed a scene that was a diner scene, but they didn't show who he was. Right. They just kind of mentioned the, this this guy in passing, and it right. And, it, and the way that the movie flowed, it's it's either I overlooked it or they didn't make it apparent enough to or make me invested enough to be able to pick up that clue. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just I don't know. I missed something. It, that's what it felt like. And when they do reveal who the the guy is or whatever, it's like when you get to that point, it might seem a little too loosey goosey for for some of those people to believe. Right. So, and for some, it's probably going to be a big letdown. It has some good stuff in it. Like, I definitely was interested in where this was going to go, but this is not just a typical creature feature movie. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. If you're going into this movie expecting this to be this blowout creature feature movie, you're going to be disappointed, I think. But if you go into this kind of looking at the characters, maybe liking a little bit of that Fargo-esque kind of feel to it, you might enjoy it a little bit more than I did. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun in its own way, and I'd say it's slightly above average to me. I'd watch it again, maybe, down the road if I was bored, because there was some performances in it that did make us laugh, inadvertently or not, <laughs> and we <laughs> we did laugh a couple of times. I think this is just going to divide a lot of people pretty heavily. It's not a bad attempt at a, this kind of movie, and that it's, it's just, you know, maybe maybe it was too much going on for Jim Cummings to handle all of it at once, you know, directing acting do you, think it, do you think it took away from his acting he's he's got some thoughts about how he acts and he says it takes him a lot longer to act than it does anything else so he has to like mentally prepare for it and rehearse 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 and rehearse and there's a reason why he casts himself and not somebody else and mm. i'll get into that in the trivia 
but I think it's overall, it's pretty decent. You know, it's a decent film, but I think this one is going to make a few people hate it or love it, hate it or just like it even, you know? So I'd give this one maybe a six, possibly a 5.5 out of 10. And that's, I think, is being fair because I see promise. There is some good things in there that I did like. There were some things that they did in the movie that you don't normally see in movies that are typical of this type of thing. Uh And for that, I award it for being different, at least in the writing, because this guy is not a guy you root for at all. And typically he ends up, you know, being the the great guy and the way they wrote this character. It's just kind of like. Nothing changed. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. what about you, though? What did you think of this movie? I thought I was going to watch a movie about a killer werewolf, but instead we watched a movie about an angry alcoholic cop who puts his, his selfish needs in front of everybody else. Pretty much. Like, seriously, like that was the movie and it was kind of annoying to me. Like, I, I understand that, oh, it's not, you know, it's not the typical character. And I enjoyed the deaths in this movie and that werewolf was pretty awesome. The only, I think, two times they showed him. Um, it was a good concept, but yeah, I feel like it was the shot, the werewolf was like the shadow of whatever the cop was going through, which I didn't care about. Um, there was too many moving parts. There was too much stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know, because he had the daughter and then he had his father and like his job, like all that stress of it was kind of annoying. Um, yep, not enough werewolf. Uh, there were these weird montages with like what was going on, like with the funerals and the the people who died. Oh, while that they was were getting killed, and they did it a couple of times, and. That was confusing as fuck for me because I didn't know what was going on. It was going too fast. Yeah, there was a part in the movie that I was like, there's a character that dies. I'm not going to say who it is. Obviously, I'm not going to ruin the movie for anybody. But there's a character that dies and they just kind of like gloss over it. Right. And it's like, I don't know if that's because something happened in the middle of shooting it or, you know, what happened. But it was like, it felt like there should have been more attention to it. Right. And it was a little shocking and jarring for me. Right. And it could have added to the story element in the... in. Yeah, because it was kind of like a... Like the well, one of the most pivotal moments in the was, whole fucking movie? And, it, and there was also a scene, the scene that was at the diner, and there was a mom there with her kid, and she was like on the laptop typing. And then some stranger comes in and starts talking to her. I'm not going to ruin anything, just so you know. And then the, the mom has to like go up to the counter to tell them to call the police. Like, I don't know. It just didn't seem natural to me. A lot of it didn't a flow naturally, it, yeah. No, especially with like... Like telephones and cell phones and stuff like that. It's just like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, I think it's one of those things natural. Like, I feel like, like, I feel like it's just it pictures in 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 the head better than than what it actually ended up being. That makes sense. But I I didn't really enjoy this. It could have done better. Like the death scenes, like the werewolf. I gave it a four out of ten. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's not not necessarily a, a matter of like how often I would watch this or anything like that. It's more that. I can see it's an above average effort. Yeah, it was filmed well. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's shot better than than just some average film. But it, it wasn't a good story. I don't know. Maybe it was. It just had its timing all over the place for me. There are people that really like this film, and I've heard some good things about it. But surprising to me that they like this over the Spell movie, because I thought the Spell movie was, like, a lot better. You know, this has got a higher score than the Spell. Right. But this is also an independent film, so... 
This movie, and I forgot to mention it to you when you went over the trivia and everything, because I was expecting you to ask what I thought of the, the movie right away. But it did make it did they did have two million dollars to make this movie, and I feel like that should have been enough uh, money to to kind of push this a little bit further, mm-hmm. the ideas further. So I don't know. It's not that I just disliked it or anything like that. I don't want to shit on it. It's not a bad movie in my opinion. Right. Like it's better than average in my opinion, and I could see that. If he tweaked a few things, it would probably make for a great thing. And there's an actual, a lot of trivia on it that will help kind of explain a lot of this stuff. Oh, okay. Some of the people that he would have cast in certain roles and things like that to make it a better movie in his his mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. What did you guys think of this movie? Have you seen this movie? Are you interested in seeing this movie? I would love to hear what you think in the comment section down below. Maybe it's not for us. We gave it what? You said four. I gave it a 5.5 or six. So average film, five. Mm-hmm. about that um we're gonna jump into our spoilers and trivia and all that other stuff there isn't a whole lot so it won't be a long episode or anything but uh we're gonna jump into that now so if you don't want anything spoiled get down to those time stamps and listen to what we're gonna be talking about next week possibly <laughs> we're still deciding <laughs> but uh yes if you don't want anything spoiled here we go so, I do have some trivia on this movie. I was watching a, an interview from Film Speak about a lot of this, and it was actually pretty, covered a lot of stuff that I would, I, I found interesting uh, about the director and writer and uh, actor, lead actor, Jim Cummings. And he said that he isn't a good actor and that he has to practice a lot more than anyone else. And that's why he doesn't do it because he's like some sort of like ego trip mm-hmm. because it's a lot more work. Right. But if he he's like mentions Jake Gyllenhaal and Shia LaBeouf as guys he would rather have in the role. Right. So if you can picture that. I don't know. Quirky versions of those two guys. Uh huh. I think he said that he liked the movie End of Watch, which has Jake Gyllenhaal or yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal in it, mm-hmm. which is a cop movie. Oh, okay. Do you remember that movie? No. But yeah, those are the kind of guys he would like in these roles. Mm-hmm. He said he's already played a cop two times already and that these are the guys that tend to take themselves pretty seriously all the time. Mm-hmm. So he finds it funny to have like just idiot characters who are cops sort of play this way. Mm-hmm. So he said that the character in this movie is also very self-centered and he kind of likes the complexity of that character that he's self-centered, also an idiot, not good at his job. You know, all these things, you know, because everybody looks at cops and they go, oh, they're, you know, they know what they're doing. So he just thinks people do. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, you know, like for the most part. Right. Which is also why he chose a werewolf story, because the character is ultimately flawed. And so they want you to think that he's the fucking werewolf, the whole fucking movie. I didn't think that at all. Did you? Well, because I mean, that's not what I was thinking of, but I can see where he's coming from when he that's the way he wanted to make this movie. He wanted to treat it like addiction. Right. Which he does have in the movie with alcoholism. Right. And that you can turn into this beast, this kind of person on the drop of a dime. And people who are werewolves are not necessarily, they're not like, they're just regular people. And then all of a sudden one night and the moon comes out and they do things that they can't forget. Right. You know, that they don't want to do. But that's kind of not by choice. Right. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. Is that sometimes these monsters come out in each of us and the, the werewolf story is kind of like the side story to express addiction and flaws in people and like being a, a shitty person. Uh-huh. 
Do you know what I mean? That sometimes you can watch yourself in action doing things that you don't want to do. Right. Like drinking or becoming a werewolf in this case. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just explaining his idea, not necessarily whether or not you got it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand that. He does mention the Fargo thing, so I wasn't too far off about that. Oh, okay. He, as, as, as I compared it to this movie, because it kind of feels like it comes from that world. And, and, you know, maybe that's because there's snow on the ground and shit like that, because this is in the winter, you know, of a small town in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think it's more about the dialogue than it, than it is anything. Whether he does a good job or not of that, it is definitely feels inspired by that. And he said that it was a huge inspiration. Mm-hmm. He would say that that style of dialogue is a huge inspiration. A lot of the people that work with him actually feel him to be, like, overly energetic. Uh-huh. Like, seriously. We're talking, like, jumping up and down constantly. He sounds like a workaholic. Probably is, yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, if you're going to be a writer, director, actor, mm-hmm. you have a pretty clear vision what you want. Right. You know what I mean? In a movie, regardless of whether he thinks like most people will go, oh, you're just like so into yourself. You got to be into the whole movies. I don't think that's him. Right. I think I think you nailed it. I think he's just a workaholic. Yeah. But they say he's a ball of energy, probably the most excited person in the room at any given point in time, which I, I think kind of shines through in this role in a way, negatively or or good, however you want to determine that, uh, because his character is like kind of jumping around and being weird all the time mm-hmm. and like overreacting about everything. It's very cocaine animated mm-hmm. <laughs> and cocaine temperament almost. Did mm-hmm. you notice that? Yeah. But that's the addiction thing again. Right. Shining its head through. Right. So maybe he did a good job in that and we're not, we're taking for granted. I don't know. Just saying. Food mm-hmm. for thought. <laughs> Um, there are some, some pretty cool scenes in this that we thought were pretty, pretty funny. There was that I enjoyed. Did you have uh, one in the very beginning or anything that, uh, you liked? Oh, so the couple who was at the, uh, the cabin, she was in the hot tub and then he went to go get in the shower. And then the look on her face when she was walking back to the house and I guess the werewolf was there, but they didn't show the werewolf. Oh yeah. Like, that, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. yeah cause you didn't I was like, Ooh, this is a on. hawking beast. Yeah. Cause she was like looking up and she was like, what the fuck? They just have the camera run at her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was, that was cool. I liked yeah. that. Yeah. I thought that was cool. One of the things I liked was the second, I think it was like the second or third kill or whatever, mm-hmm. where they find the snowboard girl where mm-hmm. she's like gets eaten by the werewolf. Right. Right. And you see it attack her and she's like missing her arm. <laughs> yeah. And then you see it stand up and pick up her arm, which I thought was a really cool shot. It was a cool shot. Like you, the, it was a perfectly proportion and everything. Mm-hmm. And it really gives you a good glance of what this creature is because they do a really good job of hiding this thing the whole time. And there's a reason because it's not a real werewolf. Right. So it's just a guy playing a really good version of a werewolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was a, and then after that, there was a cool scene uh, when all the cops were there and they were like getting the crime scene ready and whatnot. And uh, he was like asking the other cop like what was going on. And the news van was there, and the other cop started yelling about what oh, happened. <laughs> they, it was a, it was a seamless shot where they had mm-hmm. the camera spinning around, and I thought that was that was yeah, that probably was, that, was cool. that literally is the best scene in the movie mm-hmm. because there was so many moving parts, and they made it work. Yeah, they I did. have to give them props for that because that was a really cool shot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was decently acted by him and everybody else. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a fun little. 
and, spinning around. And it then was cool. hearing the news van roll up their window, and then the sheriff, you could just see him get so pissed. Well, yeah, because he's <laughs> like, so yeah, they're, they're, they're calling it a werewolf. <laughs> and he's like, fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> the window goes up. Yeah, that was really... <laughs> that, that was a good scene. That was a good scene. Another scene that I really liked is that the deputy gets in a fight with the coroner guy. <laughs> And he's uh-huh. like, why aren't you doing your fucking job? And he's like, you're supposed to go and get the fucking suspects. <laughs> and then they get into a fight. He's like clap, clapping at him uh-huh. like that. And that shit was funny. That shit was funny. That was really funny. That was a really good scene. And it even comes back later, which is a nice little nod because he's the one that threw oh, the bottle at the car. Right. What That was also a cool scene was when they were driving away and they were talking and then it was like a jump scare because this beer bottle oh, like that hits. did get us. Yeah, that got us. I was yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> there was some funny parts in it, but it just didn't balance it out enough. No, and I'm telling you, I really think those montages that I was talking about earlier, I think it kind of ruined it. Yeah, okay. Like, it ruined the flow. It was just going too fast, and you didn't know what was I, going on. I don't even think it's that. Honestly, I really for feel me. like... For me, it's just it just doesn't identify itself as to what this movie is. Right. Like, are you supposed to feel bad for somebody? There's no character that you feel bad for. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe her da- his daughter, but then she's out fucking in the car. Like, you know, she's like some, you know, there's an ulterior motive to her. Mm-hmm. And she's out fucking older dudes with her fucking phone or whatever, doing some Tinder or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, which that was a kind of a cool scene too, by the way. Uh, the one when they're making out in the car? Yeah, and then the yeah, fucking, he then... pulls up and then she, he doesn't even care about her. Yeah, he, he like threw her, did he like throw her out of the way and then uh, took off? I remember, no, no, he goes to shoot because the, you see the werewolf on top of the car. Right. After he charges it. Mm-hmm. And then he shoots at it and then she's like, dad. And he's like, what the fuck? What the hell are you doing here? And she's like, are you going to be worried about what happened to me? He's like, no. You're supposed to be at home. You're supposed to be at home. I don't feel bad for yeah, you. And then he was like, do you, do you know-, know what your mother is going to say to me about this? Right, Which yeah. I was like, God, what a fucking asshole. I think it's just conflicting. There's so many like tragic, bleak things that happen in this movie. Like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, are you supposed to laugh? That he yeah, that yeah. he mistreats his daughter and doesn't give her any love. Right, and there was never any. I didn't feel there was any like change in him. Right, even towards the end. Yeah, I mean, I I can see that this might be appealing to some people, but I just I it kind of lost me a little bit. I think I need to. It's not that I'm too stupid to get like complex shit. Clearly, I've watched plenty of movies that are more complex than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just I don't know. It just kind of threw my emotions all over the place. And maybe a second time viewing it might change that. Right. You know, because I felt the same way about Office Space. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really think it was funny the first time I watched it. And then years later, it came back to me and I was like. So so what did you think about the twist of them making you think that it was this heroin addict who was the werewolf? And then come to find out it wasn't. Well, like, I didn't I like how sloppy it was with the fucking. They find the cro the the like sewing needle, the like to cut the seams, the seam uh, cutter. Right, and somebody's in that. In yeah, he's the like, oh, I, you, evidence bag. Yeah, the the first guy in the movie whose girlfriend gets killed that he was going to propose to, he finds the seam splitter. Mm-hmm. A and he was like, splitter. I thought this was yours, and she was like, Wait, what is it? A seam splitter? Oh, that must be the fucking the taxidermist. Taxidermist. I'm like, like what? what? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> And like, 
in a way, you're so invested in this deputy character that you kind of root for him, even though he is a garbage person. But the typical movie, the typical format is to root for that guy because he goes through a change that changes his life. But no, this movie's like, but, no, it's just a bleak end for him. His life sucks and his daughter still hates him. End of movie. Yeah, no, but I think we're rooting for him because he's supposed to find this this thing that's killing people. Right. Like, that's why you want to root for him. Like, fuck his personal life. I fucking, he's a cop. He's supposed to be helping people. Or is he, though, by the end of the movie? No, we don't even not. know. Yeah, he's like not. he quit, right? Because he's got too many she, drinking problems. Right, and she became sheriff. Right. I will say that I do like when he chased the guy down and shot him in the face. Yes. That was brutal. That was cool. Well, actually, she shot him, and then he came back and shot him like three more times in the head. But he, when he was holding his hands up and it was like going through his hand and hitting him in the face, right. that was kind of dark. Right. I did like that. But again, it was self to me. It was a self. He was shooting him out of selfish reasons because he was pissed. I just don't think this movie knew how to balance the. the th- Some people think it's a really good mix. I don't think it was for me. It wasn't for me. Either. I don't think it was balanced properly. Right. Because there is good things in it that I did like. Right. There's some levity in the movie that I liked. Like, I think I liked the, the levity in the movie more because it was so bleak. Right. You know? Mm hmm. I don't know. It's 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 a weird film to kind of digest, and and I I feel like I need to watch it again that sometime in the future to give it a, another fair shake because there are things in it that I really did like, and I see promise in this filmmaking. Right. I really do. Like I I wonder. Oh, I do too. I see promise in the filmmaking. Yeah. Like I really feel like if he was given maybe the right the right cast, mm-hmm. you know, or he kind of ironed out his pacing a little bit better Mm -hmm. like would it be would that be the film that really pushes through the layer right it is above average so and i'm not i don't make movies but i've seen a lot and i see (laughs) promise in this and i don't want to shit on it because i really do like some of the things they did in this movie i can see what he was going for whether it landed or not you never know with the movie it's like you go in you go to try to make this one movie it never ends up how you expect it to be right you have it all in your mind and then you try to put it out and you try you do your best to make sure that you translate from mind to paper and i'm sure there's a deadline and and there's there's tons of other people there's There's tons of other people involved so i don't know i think it's worth a view i would probably say wait to to watch this netflix or something yeah yeah. like if you want to watch the 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 wolf of snow uh snow hollow on stream probably one of the streaming services will pick it up might be cool to watch it out there it's not one that i would just go rent immediately but Right. Spell, however, I have to give it to this. It's, it's obviously the clear winner go here. Go watch it right now. Just go watch it. It's a completely bigger budget movie than than the other movies, so it's a little unfair. Mm-hmm. But it does things better in it that I really, really, really enjoyed. And these were the two movies we watched, so, you know. Right. And I was seriously more worried about Spell than I was We were the, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. We were. We were very, very I thought Snow Hollow was going to be the winner, and I was not looking forward to watching Spell at all. I was like, fuck, man. Are we going to have a shitty episode now because the both, <laughs> both of these fucking movies? You know what I mean? Like, after Snow Hollow, I was a little disappointed. Right. You know, but, you know, I don't know. I think I've just been in the mood lately for a little bit more straightforward horror. Mm-hmm. than these like twisty Turny. you know genre bending you know right. like it's always something like that and some of those i like and some of them i don't 
It's but the season. That's why. Maybe. It I'm is. just, I'm still, I'm, I'm almost like, it's like one of those things with like the witch, you know, I love the witch in the sense that it is good acting. I thought right. there's no doubt without any shadow of a doubt that that is some of the best acting you could get. But as far as the story goes and for, as far as what, you know, like, give me all the blue balls you want by the end of the movie. But if it doesn't go somewhere, then it's really just me getting blue balls. Well, it went somewhere. They went up in the sky. Oh, neat. Whip de doo <laughs> We do need a, we still haven't rewatched that. It's been years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, I feel like. We keep saying we're going to watch it. But this movie, Spell, is one of those movies where everybody's giving it just shit scores. And I'm kind of like, what is wrong? Is there something wrong with me that I enjoyed it so much? Am I missing something? Well, you immediately went and you started telling people to start watching it. So you have to wait for those people to get back to you, too. Yeah, I'm really curious to hear what you guys think about these movies. Both of them, really. You know, I mean, I'm not going to be every like anybody out there who listens and thinks that I have to be right on everything. You're fucking dumb. Sorry. Because no, we always disagree. Yeah, well, I, I, everybody's different. Right. Everybody's different. No one's ever going to be 100% the same. Exactly. There's movies that me and you love together, and I think the exact same, we're on the same level on everything. And then there's a movie you'll, like, hate right. that I absolutely love, and I'm like, right. what the fuck? Like, why would you not like that? I don't understand. Because I have a braid. No, oh, I'm yeah. just kidding. Because I don't like no. stupid, boring shit. <laughs> Well, like no, you. Like, no, no, no. I mean, like we said, like, I, I don't have patience for slow mo. Like, you really like Suspiria. I don't enjoy it as much as you. Right. I understand. You know? I understand. I understand. And if like, people don't understand, well, that's I don't the funny care. thing. As, as much shit as I've gotten for liking Suspiria from right. other individuals who are like, oh, it's too much. It's, it's too boring. Sh-. I'm it like, slow. dude, no, it's not. Not, not nearly as boring to me as The Witch was. Right. Like, Suspiria beats that movie hands down. Mm-hmm. There is so much more shit and in that movie. you're talking about the original Suspiria. We yeah. Have to well, I like the new one, too, but it's yeah. not as good as the original Well, to of me. course not. I think they're both good movies, mm-hmm. but they're going for a different thing, each of them. Right. That makes like, sense. Like, the original Suspiria is so mysterious, you don't know what the fuck's going on, and they give you a lot of treats along the way. Well, the new Suspiria is, like, it divulges that everybody's, like, which is right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And then kind of pushes you into a like more violent video, like visual um, stuff going on by the end of the movie, which is kind of disgusting and gross. And, you know, so I like both of them, mm-hmm. but I don't know. You know, if I had to pick, it would definitely be the original Suspiria. So I don't what I was getting at is that is that I feel like I need to give these movies another shot. So maybe, you know, but I, I get so confused and this is going to be that one that I'm like, why do I like this movie and everybody hates it? <laughs> You know what I mean? And I hope some of you actually enjoyed Spell and can agree with me just to make me feel better because I'm fragile. Okay? You are. You're very fragile. I'm just kidding. I don't really give a shit that much. But I would like to know what you guys think. So next week, we're going to be watching some movies. I'm not really 100% sure. What do you want to watch, Christina? Are you in the mood for? Final Prayer and Sacrament. But you don't want to watch those. (laughs) They're newer. It's that or Little Monsters and Shivers, two Vestron video releases. We've done Little Monsters in the past, and I, I don't remember too much about it. Okay. Then we also have Killing Birds, uh, which is Zombie 5 that I was interested in doing as well. But you want to do Final Prayer in the Sacrament. But it's okay. It's Thanksgiving, so, we, you know, season. It's harvest season. So Children of the Corn begins. Yeah, something. I would like to, but it is a lot of movies. There's, that's a lot of movies no. to go through. You know what I mean? Maybe we, we should do videos. No. Of the Children of the Corn. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. 
maybe you're right. Maybe I should do videos, but I don't think anybody that listens to our podcast actually watches the videos. Right. Uh, so it's like, it's, it's like different very dis- different audiences. Yeah. But that's fine. I don't mind. Because, right. you know, I understand whatever you like, you like. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, guys, um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and do what you want to do since it's always usually me. We can. I don't mind. Yeah. We can do the sacrament and, uh, Final, Final prayer, prayer, which are both uh, found footage movies, um, which we have a uh, sort of a liking for. They're not all always great. We and don't like all found footage films. It's been a while. Not really. We did one not too too long ago. Slow below, so but that below. was a couple few months ago. Okay, now, yeah, I'm down. Ago. I'm down to watch it. I've been wanting to watch those anyway. So we'll watch Final Prayer and we'll watch The Sacrament. These are newer movies. Twenty two thousand. I think one was thirteen. One was twenty seventeen. Yeah, something like that. So we'll check them out. One of the directors of one of the movies we just watched directed Which that is movie. Why I'm like, oh, I like kind of a reminder, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 probably save the Vestra movies for next week then after. So okay. All right, guys. So you know what to watch if you get a chance: The Sacrament and Final Prayer, which is also known as Borderland, and you can find it on Tubi as Borderland. It's got like a cross that's like made out of houses. Kind of looks very Cabin in the Woods-esque, but with like a cross. Final Prayer is from 2013. Sacrament is from 2013. Both of them are 2013. Oh, they're both. Interesting. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, check them out. See what you think. We'll go ahead and uh, see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, password is Howl at the Moon. Spark at the Moon. (laughs) But we'll see you guys next week. And as always, Long live the boy. Tune in every